This is a Crib Room podcast. Core Components, bringing you industry news, views, and happenings. Welcome along to the first episode in our Core Components. Now, Core Components is a bit more on industry news and events and what's happening, and we're taking a bit of a microscopic look at what's going on in the trucking industry at the moment. COVID-19 has had a huge impact on what's on our shelves, but it's those who are behind the big wheel who keep things turning and keep our country on the move. They're keeping the supermarket shelves stocked, they're keeping the fuel in the bowsers, they're keeping, uh, I suppose, a whole range of medical opportunities available to small and isolated communities all the way through to our big centres. Cam Dumsney is the CEO with Western Roads Federation. He joins us on the podcast. Cam, thanks very much for taking some time from your busy schedule to catch up with us. Uh, Thanks very much, Glenn. Now, just tell us first of all about Western Roads Federation. Uh, So Western Roads Federation grew out of the old WA Transport Association, which is about 110 years old. It had a couple of little financial hiccups towards its end. Uh, so it was re- reborn as Western Roads Federation. So it's actually the Western Australian Transport Industry Association. It's a peak body for road transport in WA. How many members you look at having on your books there, Cam? So we represent predominantly the mid to large members of uh, road transport, uh, but we also have a number of associate members uh, in the small and, and owner driver category. In total, Western Australia has about 30,000 people employed in road transport and logistics in the state, and that's divided around about 7,000 companies down to owner-driver level. Tell us about how your members are tackling the situation we find ourselves in with COVID-19 at the moment. Uh, look, in terms of their attitude, fantastic. Uh, if we just break it by segment. So let's look at the retail segment. Yep. Uh, our major supply routes, which we pull about 60% of our food from across the paddock, the Nullarbor. Um, our, our supply lines there, which is, you know, we pull a lot of it by road, have just been outstanding. They've held up really well. It's been a stretch for them, uh, but they've held up the supply through to the state. Yes, we've had some hiccups, but we'll deal with those. In terms of our retail distribution, um, that has obviously been trying to uh, respond to a panic demand situation where we were actually trying to feed a population around 6 million people in Western Australia based on demand when we've actually only got 2 million. Mm-hmm. So they've really worked long and hard hours and you know they've been stretched, but they've done a fantastic job. In terms of other sectors of the transport industry, uh, the container transport has really been disrupted badly by the uh, the shutdown effectively of China's supply lines. Um, we are starting to see some pick up there, but it's early days and there is some concern about how long China will sustain being open. In terms of other sectors of the, segment of the industry, our mining industry, there's some mining camps are remaining open, but there's cha- that's changing and certainly the mining uh, transport operators are continuing, but there is some uncertainty in that area. Um, if we go around town, our couriers and others, there's going to be an increasing workload for them as we move more to self-isolation and other sectors, uh, other sort of periods of isolation. Uh, and they're certainly going to become a lot busier. And when we bring all that back to it, we have got to uh, look at how we start to protect our drivers so that you know they continue to do their job, but their health and welfare is protected. 
So there's a lot going on. Um, it's a moving feast every day. Uh, and when you start with your plans at you know, 6.30 or 6 o'clock in the morning, it's totally different by about midday because things have changed. Have you been able to speak to the state government? And I know uh, we'll get to borders closing shortly, but have you been speaking to them about some of the restrictions that they've placed on your industry previously about lifting some of those restrictions? For instance, some of the supermarkets in the metro area, they don't have the opportunity to get into their particular loading docks during a certain time. State government, have they looked at relaxing some of those bits of red tape that are around your industry? Yeah, so red tape is something that just totally surrounds the transport industry. We've been relatively lucky in Western Australia in that we have been able to uh, work with local government and they're now removing all curfews uh, that relate to protection of you know, community amenity. In other words, I don't like noise at that hour of the day. Can you stop it? Uh, those sort of complaints um, are being overridden in terms of prioritising the supply of, of, uh, of products to the supermarket. And equally, the extraction of waste because that is part of a hygiene standard. Mm. So we've been very lucky there. We are currently working through some other road uh, road productivity barriers that really have no basis in you know objectivity, uh, and we're trying to work through those with the state to have those removed. In terms of engagement with the state government, we uh, have a hot room with um, myself, uh, representatives from the, tra- uh, the airline. Uh, shipping and rail sectors, we have a direct hotline straight through to the state government. We're speaking to them probably several times a day and getting these things addressed. What about, uh, I suppose we're at a different sort of time of the year being autumn, but uh, generally there's there's always going to be a lot of produce on the roads as well and, and trying to supply that through. How are the supply chains going through to supermarkets at the moment? Look, they're holding up fairly well. We're, we're just in a little bit of a quiet period at the moment. However, I had meetings yesterday with the food security groups, and that's those people trying to feed our our community who are under stress already before we came into this uh, COVID period. Uh, how are we going to provide food security to them? Certainly, we still run the risk of cyclones in the north, mm-hmm. uh, potentially cutting our lines. And so what are we going to do to make sure we've got pre-positioned food and medical supplies for them should they be cut? Uh, so at the moment, things are pretty good. The weather's holding. That, that's, that's a bit of a blessing. Do you have a lot of those smaller operators who are part of your membership base as well, Cam? I know you spoke that you've, uh, you've got a lot of larger sort of companies, but are, are there any of the individuals who are probably look to you for a bit of support? Uh, look, I provide that support to them free of charge anyway. So yesterday I had an owner-driver ringing me at about 5 o'clock in the morning coming out of Sydney, wasn't sure if the borders were open. So managed to fix that issue up for him. I had another one yesterday midway through South Australia heading to Victoria wanting to know whether or not he'd be able to get back. So we do that all the time. My phone runs seven days a week. I don't cut it off for anybody. If they've got a problem and they're in the industry, I'll look after them. Let's get to the closure of the borders because uh, South Australia Northern Territory did it first and then WA. I did find that a little bit interesting because you needed to get through South Australia and Northern Territory to get to WA. But regardless, the, the fact is the borders are closed to holiday travel, non-essential travel. Thankfully, though, the trucking industry, logistics, that's all been classed as essential services. And how much of a relief is it for you to be able to have your members to still be able to travel interstate, to pick up runs, to, to continue their business? Oh, it's critical. So, the, look, that... There was a barrage of phone calls pretty much all day Sunday, late into the night, 
the wording came out of uh, from the original uh, communication by the federal government that it was going to be open to essential freight. Um, we managed to successfully argue with the other state associations, Northern Territory, Queensland primarily, that all freight is essential. So I know it sounds a bit of semantics, but it was critical to have all freight classed as essential. So we can't have border checks going on, looking at general freight going, is that critical or is that not critical? Mm. You know, so one member was bringing back, small operators bringing back cleaning equipment for the dairy industry. Um, you know, when they look at it on the back of a truck, it's just going to be a bit of shiny material, but that's actually critical. So we can't be arguing semantics at every border check. So we're very happy with that. Uh, we obviously got to protect the drivers uh, and make sure their health and well-being is protected. Uh, so we're looking to source, you know, hand sanitizer, uh, disposable gloves. We're looking to put in place things where they can get fuel. They can be uh, have a you know safe and secure area where they can be fed on route and all those sort of things. Working through them, um, you know, these things are coming at us thick and fast, and we're trying to get answers as fast as we can. But you know, look, we're doing the best we can at the moment. And you believe the state's making the best opportunity at this point in time to help support the trucking industry as well? You sort of alluded uh, earlier in our conversation that you know good things have been happening, but things like cooperation at the state borders and, and closing all those down—that's probably going to help. You know, when, when we return to normality, because that will happen, um, this will help further conversations between the trucking industry and government. Oh, look at it, and you know. The Premier the other night when he announced the border closures publicly acknowledged the, you know, the work that he, uh, both ourselves and the mining industry. So he acknowledged the work of the mining industry and the trucking industry and the work that he'd done with us prior to making that announcement. So look, we're happy with the way the state government's going. Yeah, it could be better, yes, but you know, given what's happening at the moment, I think we're doing as good a job as we can. Um, but certainly the challenges are before us. You know, we're only just coming into this. This is this is a little bit like uh, the water still going out when there's a tsunami coming. Um, we've got rougher times ahead of us at the moment uh, and we need to get onto the front foot in how we respond, not just tomorrow, but how we're going to respond in three and four weeks' time. And do you believe your industry is prepared for that? We're working through that at the moment. Um, we may have to make some fairly hard decisions in time. Uh, we may need to pull, uh, you know, this is forecasting four weeks down the track. We may need to start pooling drivers. We're going to have to start to develop a, a broader pool of drivers because if our drivers, a lot of the long haul drivers, you know, like me are slightly north of 50, uh, we're in the vulnerable age category. Um, so we are critically reliant on them and we've got to have a pool of them available to, to stand up if we run into issues with you know with the virus spreading through our industry mm. it's one that you do need to tackle because obviously you are having your drivers who are sitting in cabs for a majority of their time but you know they're getting out they're going to petrol bouses they're going into roadhouses they're going into uh, all sorts of different occasions as part of their work and then on top of that too obviously their their personal life too so keeping those the, those drivers in peak condition is obviously very vital as well to keep the state turning um employers and unions. Now, I, I realise a tweet's probably gone out in the last couple of weeks from you uh, at Western Roads about the, the employers and unions. Uh, it seems as though everyone wants to be on the same page, which is a, a good thing for your industry. Oh, look, it is. You know, from my side, I, I represent the employers, you know, in, in from industrial matters. Um, however, you know, look, 
credit to the unions where it's due. They came to us as did the employer, and we went to them too, employers group and said, hey, listen, time to put aside the, you know, bury the hatchet for the, for the period of this virus. We've got to work together as for the greater good of the industry and the community we serve. Um, and that was occurred by video conference uh, nationally in Sydney on whatever day of the week was last week. Um, and we agreed to work for the greater good of the industry. Uh, we worked on things that we could start to do to, to actually focus on industry survivability and sustainability. You know, people are talking about stimulus packages and, uh, and a like for business. Right at the moment, the reality is we're in survival mode. Uh, even though we're busy, we've got to protect our, our transport operators, even down to the owner drivers. We need them because when we do get a recovery, we're going to have an upswing and we're going to need that capacity. So everybody's trying their best to try and work together collaboratively to come up with you know, workable solutions. It's not all doom and gloom. There's been a bit of an upside that you've found here, Cam, and that is that small to medium business has started to pick up a fair bit in manufacturing. And this is something that you're really championing because obviously that manufacturing, if it's happening more in Western Australia, there's going to be more work for your industry, which is always a good thing. And we're not here to be selfish about that by any stretch of the imagination. But it's about the opportunity that it does bring for many people to to keep those jobs here in Western Australia and to keep the state going. What sort of things have you seen happen here in our state from the manufacturing? side of things okay so this is look you've got to find you've got to find the good things in every dark period we are arguing that we should be starting to like the british have done they've converted their gin distilleries to producing hand sanitizer wa has about four gin distilleries we should be looking to those businesses now to be repurposed to producing hand sanitizer which we need in our industry and a multitude of others so instead of laying people off and standing them down, let's repurpose them and start you know, doing something constructive. We can't rely on China for a supply. You know, and I keep, I'll stress this me- message repeatedly. If people think China is up and running and there'll be no more problems, they're dreaming. We need to be looking very much at becoming, uh, becoming self-sufficient and trying to identify those things that are critical to us, finding local businesses that can actually start manufacturing those so we can be solely reliant on WA for our own provision of critical items. And I wrote last night to the Chamber of Commerce and Industry and I've asked them to take that lead because they're better placed than what I am. They should be working with the state government, identifying where we have critical shortages and then finding their local members who are capable of uh, being repurposed to meet that shortfall. And I think that's something we should really be pushing. What other positives can you perhaps bring out of this as well, Cam? I mean, uh, keeping a lot of people in jobs is obviously the vital thing, but I suppose the rallying of your industry behind, and I go back to supermarkets because that's probably where we've seen most of the panic buying happening, but there's been probably panic buying happening further up the chain as well if we want to think more broadly on it. But um, the ability for your industry to react to that at loads that would be exceeding Christmas demand easily and probably setting new records within your industry it must be pretty humbling oh look yeah i think one thing that's come out of this is you know we've always had those signs on the back of trucks which says you know without trucks australia stops well people are proving it now and you know i think people finally realize the value of truckies 
you know, we had a campaign going about social license, you know, that we've had issues in some of the cities trying to keep our supply routes open. And now people are realising that, geez, we actually need transport. We need the truckies. And so we've actually done, you know, the industry and the drivers and the, and the transport companies have really picked up their standing in the local community and in the state government as a whole. And that's a positive. It's about time they won some respect because they've diverted. Cam, it's been great to catch up with you as part of this. I know that you're under, obviously, a lot of times, like everyone else, where stress, where different factors and, and the changing times just come into play so quickly and so so much, almost on an hourly basis, especially for your industry. But we really appreciate your time joining us as the CEO for Western Roads Federation. Uh, great to catch up with you and love to talk again probably in about a month's time to see some of the reaction. I know you said that yeah. we're in for a, a bit of a tough time, but I'm looking forward to a bit of a catch up to see how we've, we've gone, particularly from the trucking industry, because really it's those people at truckies, it's the checkout operators, it's the people in the chemists, people who are, you know, doing their everyday jobs who are keeping our country going at the moment. Uh, absolutely. Can I just leave one final point if I could? Sure. Yeah, we're all doing it tough at the moment and, and the industry's doing it tough and everybody's doing it tough. But there's one thing we said it the other day to the panic buyers, if there's something constructive you want to do, go and check on your neighbours, go and check on the elderly, check on those that are doing it tough and wave to a truckie every day that's getting the stuff through to you. That's something we should be doing. The Crib Room series of podcasts are produced by Industry Link Media. Subscribe to podcasts via your audio platform and via industrylinkmedia.com. This is a Crib Room podcast.